0: This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Native. Native makes safe, simple, effective bathroom products with trusted ingredients and trusted performance. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and enter promo code NOMEAT during checkout.
1: Hi, this is Hope.
0: This is Kareem.
1: Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Matt, you would not believe the adventure I went on this morning with eliza
0: (laughs) no i probably wouldn't what uh i didn't know anybody was doing any adventuring right now
1: yeah oh it was pretty epic we walked down every single street in our neighborhood on a hunt for her stuffed bunnies best bunny friends that got lost
0: this would be real bunnies then
1: we we were we were looking for real bunnies carrying her stuffed bunny who were bunny friends Uh uh-huh and uh, we didn't find any. We didn't find them. We think that they're probably napping or, or having Social a snack distancing. time. Social distancing. Yep. <laughs> no. But one uh, one beautiful thing to come out of this uh, coronavirus s- stay home st- orders is um, the daily walks I'm taking with Eliza. Because we just have never, like, made the time to... I mean, you know, I spend a lot of time with her. I always have and have a lot of good quality play time with her. But... I think because we can't go anywhere, we're just like walking through the neighborhood, and she's at an age now where she wants to walk, which is kind of fun. It's like slow, but um, I don't know. It's just it's like just I don't know. There's some really beautiful moments to come out of this. Yeah, they definitely
0: are. Absolutely are. We've uh, I don't have any walking stories. We've done really none of that at all. Uh, It's I don't know. Our house doesn't lend itself well to walking. You have to walk down a huge hill and up a huge hill to get out of it. Uh, But we've done our own version of. That and just, I think it's been that's one of the neat things about this. I know it sucks, obviously, uh, but it is really cool to just see what people are doing and having to be creative and like mindful and deliberate in what they do with their kids and their families. Uh, it's just cool. I think it's, it's really neat to see people being forced to kind of be bored and then mm-hmm. what comes of that. So that's a, that's a really been a neat thing for sure.
1: And I hope, I hope that you know, I think without a doubt, we're in a new world, and num- you know, when this when the stay home orders are all done and we have a vaccine, um, and, you know, the kind of urgency is over, I, we are without a doubt going to have some lasting effects from, from this experience. Um, you know, both like for yourself and then of course economic and all that stuff. But, um, but I think that I'm hopeful that some of that kind of being able to just be home and be together and like not have, so many to do's on your right. list is going to, it will stick around at least for yeah, a while. You know? I,
0: I have thought quite a bit about that. And I, I part of me wants to just bet that that humanity these days is just going to bounce immediately back into our old patterns. Like as soon as we mm-hmm. can get it back. Um, but I hope not, obviously because clearly a lot of uh, good, you know, I don't know, just being more human again. Uh, like it's just, that seems like it's a good thing to me uh and i hope we don't lose it but i don't really know and i've, I've actually wondered this with like the kids activities because that the big difference for me is that we don't have kid activities in the evenings so then mm-hmm. the whole day just feels like free time work's done and then it's just like you just have nothing to do except for make dinner and go slow and relax go outside listen to birds which literally we've done uh with the help of an app of course <laughs> but,
1: but oh, that's cool i want to hear about that yeah
0: but i but i just wonder like we we gradually got into this uh into the situation where we where we had stuff going on every single night of the week. Right. It wasn't like it suddenly we decided like, okay, now we sign up for being gone every night of the week. It was that like we added one <laughs> kid activity and then we added another and yeah. then we couldn't say no. So when they all come back within a couple weeks of each other, I'm sure, will it feel like so we now have this stark contrast and we're like, hey, this isn't as good as it was when we weren't doing anything. And we'll, then we'll change the thing. Or or will it just, you know, We'll just say okay, back to normal now, and then we'll do that.
1: See, I think I don't think it's going to happen overnight, or like within a few weeks of each other. I, th- I think that you know that, that some businesses will reopen, and then you know some certain things will happen, but there'll be still limitations on group sizes and et cetera. So sports and all that stuff. Like I, I think it's going to slowly. I think mm-hmm. you know it's, we're just going to slowly roll out back to.
0: <laughs> we'll go right back to what we were doing,
1: probably. Yeah, yeah. You know, but maybe that's a good thing. Like maybe um, you know maybe that slow rollout of, of regulations uh will um or release of the restrictions will um will kind of be in our favor because then we'll you know you gotta get back enough to a normal life that doesn't feel like uh you're still in this whatever it is we're in okay. um but you know and and that like kind of scratches the itch to have soccer practice or whatever, right. but you right. know, but you're not having soccer practice every single night, yeah, I don't know maybe, right. and the yeah. other thing well go ahead.
0: No no, I'm nothing. Just green. <laughs> the other thing is what?
1: Um the other thing that we have, I think, going for us is totally slipping my mind. Oh no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh no. It was good. It was a good point. I forget what I what, what I was gonna Man. say. Lost oh, whatever. oh I know, I know. Um and this is this is something I think we've been talking about a lot with I no mean, athlete in general is um not so much on the podcast, but You know, a lot of the things that kind of take up my evenings, you know, because I don't have a kid playing sports yet or anything like that, but like, you know, any of the political stuff I'm involved in, you know, those types of meetings and stuff are all moved online. And I think a lot of that stuff will continue to stay online. A lot of things that we commit ourselves to will continue to be online because it's just easier. And I I think that's good.
0: I, I hope that's good. I don't know. That's kind of what our episode topic is about a little bit today. Um. Like I, I have played poker with some friends, just using digital platform now and mm-hmm. getting on Zoom and doing that. And at the end of it, I was like, it was nice to do it, and I haven't played poker with my friends in a long time, so it was really nice to do that. But at the end, I was like, it didn't really feel like it used to feel when we would play poker yeah, in person. Right. And I think that's sort of what I will talk about, what We'll talk about today with this with our topic, this digital minimalism idea, is we we start replacing these in these in person things with more convenient online alternatives. And maybe that means we do more of them because they're kind of easier, but are they of the same quality or are they really, really poor versions of that?
1: So I don't know. Well, and and I think that, see, I think that there's a difference there. I think there's a difference between playing poker with your friends Mm -hmm. and having a meeting that, you know, where that you have to drive to and that you spend half the time just catching up or whatever, you know, and can be cut in half basically. Yep. Yep. And become a lot more efficient. So there's like the efficiency of moving things online versus the uh, interpersonal, you know, whatever it gives you pleasure that it gives you from being able to physically be with people and yeah, pass the chips around and that kind of thing.
0: Yes, exactly. So hopefully we'll be good at uh, sorting out which ones we need to keep and which ones we don't, and uh, we'll find out. Thank God there is an internet though. I mean, what if this was 30 oh. years ago? Man. and I guess there were these things hundred plus years ago, but uh, man, it would just it would be so different from how it is.
1: Oh yeah, would be very different.
0: Anyway, quick shout out to my son among many other people who are creating new things with this time. Uh, I am that I don't know. That's been the, the other thing. Cool thing is watching people share things online and do you know whatever sort of generous act there is uh, to just sort of entertain people or share something. It's been cool. A lot of people are starting channels, podcasts, platforms um holden who I, I mentioned like i think it was a full year ago that i said he had gotten on youtube with one video mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that one video stayed there for 11 months without anything new being added to it <laughs> which i would take responsibility for because it was like every time he would say well can we make content to me it would be like oh my god how are we going to make content like it's just so hard getting a kid to like deliver good how-to content uh-huh. and like you know have a high standard for what it's going to be it's just a very very difficult process so it just became this thing we're like oh man but then he got on Instagram cuz cuz he's training like crazy. He just without his organized soccer, I, he's spending like 6 or 7 hours a day just on his own doing drills, doing training. Wow. I mean, crazy. I'm just I don't know where it's coming from. He he just instead of watching his TV show at night like he used to do for half hour, he does this like ab routine now that he's he some <laughs> app that we're paying 79 799 a month for that's 30-day six pack or something and he does that. And I'm yeah. just I'm just blown away that he's doing all this stuff but anyway, he got on Instagram and he just puts out content like crazy. It's called Mountain Football Kid, which is the same name as the YouTube channel where we've also been putting some of the, the Instagram content. So um, please check that out. Support him. It's Mountain Football Kid. It's on Instagram. It's on YouTube. Um, don't be creepy because I monitor the stuff that comes in. But, uh, you know, if you go there and comment on his stuff or like it or subscribe or whatever, whatever, it, it's very exciting for him. And, uh, of course, I would appreciate it. But And also, anyone starting new stuff right now, really. I mean, support them because it's It's really neat for people being brave enough and finding like the time and often finding the incentive and motivation now that you know maybe their previous income dried up uh to go start something because it's it's hard to start something, so yeah, support anybody doing that stuff
1: yeah uh, i i am not trying to give my wife a shout out here, but I'm Get kind of it. going to <laughs> We're doing. uh yeah, so you know my wife owns a yoga studio here in Black Mountain it's an in person they and her and her partner have been talking about doing online stuff for years I mean like literally since. You know, she's started managing the studio before becoming an owner several years ago. Like one of their goals was to start doing online, offering you know online classes as well in addition to in-person classes. And they just never found the time for it. They never found the motivation for it. You know, there's just kind of always something else to do at the in-person studio. Uh, and then of course, when overnight they had to shut the doors and 100% of their revenue dried up, they were for They were like. Well, crap! We gotta do something different, and um, and they did it. Like they pulled it together within a week. They had you know the first classes up within a week, and have just been crushing it with uh, new content. And mm-hmm. it's it's just like super inspiring. And, and like I think that a lot of people are being forced to do that, which I hate. But I also am really excited to see what people are coming up with and and how um, you know how people are are you know. Trying to figure it out in in this new world, and uh, and you know some of them are seeing success, which is great.
0: Yeah, and I think I mean it's a theme right? that you can come out of a hard thing better than before, or that bro- bones heal back stronger than they broke. I think that there are a lot of businesses who who are being forced to adapt, and then now they're going to come out of this and they're going to have an online platform, which right. they've probably been yeah. meaning to make for three years and just never could, never could get. Exactly.
1: I mean that's what's cool about you know what they're doing with Black Mountain uh, you know they'll have this now to offer both people who are local, but anyone else as well. Mm-hmm. So if you'd like to learn more, no, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but
0: that is exactly what you just said about like, it, from the, from the user standpoint that, and you in like political meetings, now you, you have the choice of doing the online version of, or we all have the choice of, of doing right. online versions of those things instead of offline. And, and the same is going to happen with all these things that we assumed were always like fitness, you know, that we assumed were in-person activities that now they're now, there can be online if you want it to be, which, as I said before, is exactly the topic we want to talk about today. Right. Um, I happened to read two books just before all this mayhem began and okay. was going to like do all this. And I think I even mentioned it on one of the podcasts with Julia, maybe, um, that I had deleted Slack from my phone and like just was trying to be more intentional about how I was spending time. I guess it was just in, when we had just started this whole situation. And I was saying it was pretty easy to be sitting on the couch in your living room, opening up your phone and checking out work or checking out whatever. And it seemed like it'd be better to kind of just keep that off the phone, so that it had to be a choice now. Uh, since the phone was sort of no longer serving that that mobile option, because we're not really leaving the house that much, so why, you know, why have that in my living room when I can just go to the computer when it's time to do work? So that was inspired by this guy's Cal Newport, is his name. Um, he's got a couple books. Many, I don't know if they're self published or what, but there's, they've been popping up on Amazon over the past few years. Uh, one's called Deep Work which is pretty much what it sounds like. It's out of the value of working really deeply and not being distracted as we all are in this digital age. Um, and the other one's digital minimalism about taking, well, you know, we talk talked a lot about minimalist themes here, uh, applying them to an online thing. And I don't think he's even a minimalist. It's not like he was a minimalist and said, well, I'm gonna capitalize on this and write a digital version of that. Uh, it's more that he was he, he came at it, I think from the deep work angle and realized what a distraction these things are and that if you can kind of have a minimalist philosophy minimalist meaning that like you're choosing you're not saying i don't do digital things you're saying i'm i'm really choosy and careful about the ones that are essential and i keep those in my life because they're tools and they provide value without a whole lot of cost uh, and I, mainly i mean cost to your attention uh so that that's what the books are basically about i thought about them a lot Had read them and i was i was figuring i would do some sort of things so in digital minimalism he suggests his method for doing it uh, is doing like a thirty day purge kind of period where you you really like except for the bare essentials and that's gonna vary all depending on the person uh you get rid of everything for thirty days and you kind of reclaim your humanity you get back that life that we all have kind of given up with our attention you know going mostly to to digital devices now mm-hmm. um, and he oh he rails a lot against like the the silicon Valley kind of idea that, that you know the the value is in your attention, so lots of these apps that truly aren't necessarily making the decision to serve uh the customer's you know best interest when they design things that are addictive and meant to keep you on there more than you otherwise would right uh he, he really is very much against that stuff and argues that like you know we can't there's not much we can do about that um there are organizations that try to but but mainly that is up to you to like kind of stand guard and, and make sure you're not doing things that that get you in. Yeah. but anyway i mean
1: yeah there's a difference between an app that uh, you know, that it maybe provides a workout or, you know, provides some sort of service that you use for a set amount of time to get whatever you need to out of it versus an app that you just want to check every five minutes and mindlessly scroll, right?
0: Yeah, yep, definitely. Um. So that, that's what his thing was. It was like, you, you would keep the things that, and so I guess he would say during your 30-day sabbatical, and he, he doesn't even like that word, but like your 30-day purge, I, I think you wouldn't keep something that was your workout app. Because he'd say that that's not essential. Like live without it for thirty days and then decide that you need to bring that hmm. back because it's that important to you. Um, unless so like it was your work or something, and then he would say, well, that's probably essential and you probably do need to keep that. So but
1: your your bird your birdsong app.
0: My birdsong app not uh, probably would not be essential because.
1: What's that called, by the way? I'm. I'm... <laughs>
0: uh, I need to pull out my phone and look because it, it is on there. And... We have
1: we've been uh, we added a, a couple bird feeders and a birdhouse, which mm-hmm. I think we talked about to our yard and have been. Trying to learn the birds that come to it.
0: Yeah. Um, I I have gone through some bird feeding phases. We don't do feeders anymore because of the bears. And apparently they'll just, they'll just take over if you do that. So no feeders. And I'm always disappointed for living in such a woods that we don't see that many interesting birds here. It's like just always the same six types that come. Mm-hmm. Um, but suddenly when I started, when I got this song app, which is called... Not... Well, I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> um, when I got the song app I started, like, you could do a lot more Like, maybe I can't see more than one or two birds at a time right now But I can hear ten of them if I really listen huh. carefully oh, It's called Song
1: Sleuth Song Salute.
0: Yeah, Sleuth S-L-E-U-T-H uh, It was not that highly reviewed in the app But it was free, but there were plenty of paid ones I just got the free one But actually, it's been really cool uh, Because, so we found, had, and this is one of the ironies of this whole situation I had found myself suddenly with more time in the evenings just to sit outside on the porch, have a glass of wine or not, sit there and just hang out. Talk to my wife, not often the kids, they're kind of doing other stuff, but uh, that's been cool. And I started listening to birds and then suddenly got this app and started just leaving it on record all the time because it would go back three seconds as soon as you hit the button. So if you hear an interesting bird call, you can then press the button, get it, and then, then you have this little recording snippet. From that, you take a little box on the sound, wave graph and you pick not just like in duration of time but up and down and frequencies you can really isolate the this Hmm. particular bird call you're wanting uh and you get that and then you press run and it'll suggest like three different birds that it thinks it could be based on what other users have have identified birds as and it's actually really neat and like suddenly i'm again i'm the opposite of an outdoors person uh (laughs) But I hear bird calls, and I'm, like, outside playing soccer with my son, and I'm like, I, I know what that one is because I did it on the app, and i identified hey, it. Hey, that's pretty cool. That's it it pretty actually cool. really is neat. So it's kind of this, like, interesting play between being more tuned in with nature, having a digital thing kind of interrupt that a little bit, but then maybe it being for for the best. I don't know if it's for the best, but it it's interesting just the way this kind of thing is working. Can
1: uh, can th- the can the digital see this is an interesting question. Can the when can the digital product or phone enhance the nature, the natural experience versus <laughs> just distract from it?
0: Right. That is that's the big question. Because if Song Sleuth started putting in all these little triggers and hooks and gamified it too much where I couldn't get myself to stop checking Song Sleuth, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be good. But Thank even
1: me- like even if it didn't do that, but every time you heard a bird sound, you just wanted to check it. Like, so, so for example, I have, I have this app that, um, uh, you know, when I'm running, if I want to know what like a mountain is that I'm looking at, mm-hmm. like you just hold it up and it, it like, uh, you know, uses your camera to kind of map out where you are and your GPS. And it tells you what, what mountain you're looking at. And it's, it's awesome. Like, cause so yeah. often, you know, I'm on a trail and I'm like, I really wish I knew what that was or what that range was. Um, and uh and now i can now i know and it's amazing and I, and I love it but sometimes i find myself just pulling it out to look at it just because i have it you know <laughs> yeah
0: right right i i mean i don't i of course i don't have an answer um but i think it's important to notice that there is a distinction right between an app that is making the stuff worse and making it better and, and even within a certain app how you're using it mm-hmm. it is it, good up to a point and then once it goes too far then it's not who knows what the answer is it's probably not an answer it depends on the person um but I've noticed in, like, this is halfway related to this, but it's, but it's that when this whole situation started, I said, this is going to be a while. We're going to be indoors. I have a list of, like, seven books that I've been wanting to read for years that I just haven't gotten to, but I have them. Shit, Like, actual physical books sitting on my shelf uh, that I have not gotten to, and I never read them because they're not on Kindle. And that's why I already <laughs> own them in non-Kindle versions, so I can't go buy the Kindle version. I just won't do that. Uh-huh. And that's why they don't get read, because they're not convenient for me to read. So I pulled out this stack of books, and I've done a ton of things in this, in this three weeks or whatever it is, like just a bunch of different things that I've been meaning to get to. Um, but I can't get myself to read these these books. <laughs> I've tried. I've sat outside, and my, my son has a homeschool little table outside for when he wants to do stuff out there. I've sat at that in the morning with a coffee, and I just can't sit there and, and read a book anymore. Uh, it's like I, I need it to be in Kindle form so that I can just lay down, hold it up with one hand. Read it at nighttime in bed when there are no other lights on. It just it's just like I can't do it anymore. So, how interesting. Yeah, and so I don't know if that's. Am I glad that the Kindle has turned me into someone who it's way more convenient to read, and I probably read way more than I used to. But but now I can't do that anymore. Not that I can't. I just I just don't. I just tend not to really read right. that. Can't so it's like now I am relying it. on this digital device to read. It has become essential for me in that way. Uh, hmm. And so I just don't know. I, I don't know what to think about it.
1: That's, the Kindle, that's i mean kindles
0: are pretty are pretty uh benign as far as digital devices they almost like i don't think you, you don't count that as screen time right when you talk about no screens in the bedroom
1: right yeah we don't count it yeah time, right? I, don't, I
0: wouldn't either it's, it's, it doesn't yeah. really feel like that
1: uh yeah but but, but still i mean I, I mean but you know i don't know if that's i don't know right like this is the problem <laughs> yeah. right because you know part of me is like well i mean just in the same way that you know people moved on to cds instead of records they're more convenient and uh you know they don't Carry around records anymore? They had CDs or MP3s instead of C- CDs, you know, because yep. they're more convenient. Um, and and that's not a problem. Like I wouldn't say that like that digital progression from record player to MP3 is is a problem. Well, well, but do, see that that
0: different. actually has that really interesting side of it, right? That is that is analog to digital, right? Like there's all kinds of people who love analog sound. Who mm-hmm. Just say it's
1: warmer. Including and myself, bitter. I listen to records all the time.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. So I've actually, I re- I'm curious about that because I read in the past a long time ago that there there were people who just these audiophiles who would love analog music, claim it was warmer, richer, better, and then like any sort of scientific study that I ever saw would would say that it's not possible. The human ear shouldn't be able to detect a difference between those things. You can't you can't listen mm-hmm. hear faster than the sampling rate goes or whatever. I don't know what it was, but mm-hmm. the point was people love that. So th- that's I mean that's still just an experience your ear has, and I don't know if. I guess it sounds better, but it's still just your ear taking in something. When you talk well, I, think, about,
1: I think it's also the physical experience of, of
0: actually putting the, rec- the record. Yeah, like pulling there out the
1: record sure. from the sleeve and you know, kind of flipping it over and looking at it and blowing the dust off and like putting it in and yeah, turning it on. Like like that's just that's very different than being like, Alexa, play, you know, whatever. Right.
0: right. Well, then that that is exactly parallel to this book thing, right? Because there is something about sitting there, turning a page, mm-hmm. having the book in your hand, having the book lie around, seeing it all the time that's different from having it be on your device and and having minimum possible effort in order to get that information into your head. So, um, where where I wanted to go with this was like, that's actually what, one of the huge points in in the book, digital minimalism is about this, when it comes to conversation and his his whole argument in here, I mean, he spends a long time arguing about how social media is in general, a net, well, not that it's a net bad thing, but when, when we use it to replace, our interactions that, that it is tending to reduce happiness from people who use it for long amounts of time and long as I think pretty much anybody a normal amount of time these days uh, <laughs> would be considered long in this in this book uh-huh. um and so his whole point there and this is I mean it's a theory it's not based on anything but he looks at a lot of data and other research um is that we and he looks at brain scans and how the brain part of parts of it light up when we're not doing anything and even in infants the part that lights up even when we're just sort of uh on standby mode Is this part that has to do somehow with with communication, recognizing cues in faces and body language, and his point is that like that this that conversation with another person uh, is such an essential part of our history and makeup that the brain requires it. The brain has built itself around it to to even be activated in this area when we're not doing anything. that, that that is such an essential part of human existence that now we've replaced so much of it with this online version of that and it's not just online it's not online face-to-face conversation which thankfully is kind of happening now but with social media and i think in the julia episode i mentioned this example i can't remember for sure if i did or not but that he talks about you know when, when someone clicks like on a on a post they are literally giving one bit of information uh either up or not either on or not on they're they're giving you that information about how they respond to your communication uh you can obviously do much more by writing a response to it but when you just like something it's just that is such a horrible replacement for this incredibly rich and like demanding experience of standing there having a conversation as you're talking and saying your ideas and coming up with your ideas you're also interpreting you know how are they how are they hitting that person how's the person reacting then they're talking you're trying to think about what they're saying and what you're going to say next. And it's just this, it's just this huge experience that has been in many ways, much men, many hours of that have been replaced by this online uh, version of that, that is not nearly as rich. So that's his big thing that has, has parallels even to the reading thing, right? Like it's, 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 I guess it would be hard to argue that the turning of the pages and the weight of the book is actually a big essential part of that experience, but it is that a part of it that is, that is now streamlined away when you're, using a kindle so his his what he talks about with with the uh with the online conversations is just to have more things and so he or have more more opportunities for real conversation and what he does is has an office hours i think this is a pretty cool idea he says during his i forget he has certain hours when he is always available he tells all his friends that if you want to call me i guess because people these days are hesitant to call people because it seems like a big invasion kind of to call someone when you could just text
1: Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, a lot of people refuse to answer their phone.
0: Yeah. Right. So he said, what he does is sets time. He says, this is the time when I am only here for calls. Like I'll be doing other stuff if no one's calling me, but I am here welcoming calls from friends of mine. And I'm making everyone known that like, it will not be an interruption whatsoever if you call me between this hour and this hour. And some like CEO types are doing this on their commute. That's the hour that they're picking because they have nothing to do. And they've made it clear that this is the time to talk because they're trying to encourage these conversations. Even those aren't going to be, face-to-face conversation so a lot of that richness is missing um but i've thought about that a lot in this situation where like we are all suddenly it's weird like we have we lost a lot of connection and a lot of actual face-to-face in-person time with people besides our immediate family or people who we live with and there was this this craving to get it and it's, it's funny this is already a little bit i've seen at least in my very limited uh perspective it seems like that's kind of died off a little bit from the first few weeks and like the the big text family text threads that I was on, and people would just <laughs> suddenly bring up all these memories and send old pictures. Like that has right. really slowed down in the past week since we all kind of started to fall back into something of a of a routine, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, it's like there. Have you heard of Marco Polo the app? Yes. That people are, start, are starting to get on it, and you, I keep getting. I, I got it when we were in Spain, so that we could do a little bit of face to face back and forth uh-huh. with. My,
1: I do it with my dad, who's on yeah. the boat. Yeah.
0: And so it's it's cool for that because you can get this face-to-face thing, and therefore you get back a lot of that, you know, uh, whatever demanding thing on your brain to have a face-to-face conversation. But it's not quite in real time or doesn't have to be, so then it's kind of convenient for modern life as well. Uh, so I think it's kind of a neat app for that that way, and I'm trying to do more of it rather than just text people because uh, that's still a nice in-between, like, calling them you don't have to it's not It's high pressure <laughs> as calling someone
1: yeah right uh, and but you, you just actually send... get to see them yeah and
0: right and so it's different and so who knows what what studies will eventually show about these face-to-face apps or just just doing facetime calls with someone which is another step uh but i think that it is i think that it makes a big difference and i that's that's kind of what i've taken away at least as far as this situation goes is like try to do things that aren't just texting people that's what i'm trying and i'm not the person i'm not at all the authority on communicating with people or being a good uh friend because i am really bad at like reaching out to people but i'm trying to not just text that's what i'm That's my thing i don't just text
1: (laughs) i think that's good i think that's very good so let's talk about let's talk about more ways to kind of minimize digitally and and uh and especially in the context of of covid but before we do that why don't we take a second to thank our new sponsor
0: this episode of Nomad Athletic Radio is brought to you by Native. Native makes safe, simple, effective bathroom products built to hang with you whether you're running, working, or playing with your kids. Native is all about keeping it simple with fewer ingredients so you know everything that's in your deodorant.
1: Matt, I've been on the hunt for a natural deodorant for a very long time, I would say, and I've felt like I've come pretty close but just totally given up when uh, the deodorant doesn't last me through the day or I go for a run and it's just like not working for me at all. But then i found native and you know what it actually works even even through runs even through all my activities throughout the day i just apply it in the morning and uh and i'm good to go for the rest of the day plus matt it smells great with a wide variety of enticing scents for both men and women i personally go with bergamot and pine and it uh it smells great katie seems to like it i don't know are you using your your native deodorant
0: i am i am actually really really impressed and surprised at how well it works uh it used to be that that these natural deodorants not native but whatever ones you could get. Uh, they'd work for like six hours, and then it would just be wretched smell coming out of your armpits. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, I mean, I remember just shaking my head and being like, oh my, I cannot believe I smell like that. Uh, But no, Native actually lasts. I'm really, really impressed with it. What I really love about it, and and I read this in the instructions, is it says that they want you to like, it says if if you put too much on, you can just rub it in with your hands, and then you just rub it into your hands. Like it's not like I was thinking mm. like you rub it in and then of course you need to wash your hands because get this right. deodorant off of your hands. You don't. You just rub it in. It's it's that natural. You just rub it in. It's like hand cream then. So I'm that's I'm really into it.
1: Awesome. Glad to hear it. You can get 20% off your first purchase by visiting nativedeodorant.com and entering promo code NOMEAT at checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase by going to nativedeodorant.com and entering promo code NOMEAT at checkout. And thanks, Native, for being our new sponsor.
0: Thank you, Native so doug i'd like to turn the question around on you Ooh. uh as someone who's been struggled a little bit in the past or at least mentioned it i don't know if you call it a struggle but but has wanted to reduce uh your your digital your your phone time your facebook instagram whatever it is that you do on the phone uh you've talked about wanting to reduce it wishing you could stop and we've talked about it in like a habit change context with uh not trying to just go quit social media or even maybe delete it from your phone but like Make it so you weren't auto logged in so you had to actually type Mm -hmm. your login in just putting little obstacles up to make a difficult or a a habit you want to mm, i guess lessen uh make it a little bit harder to do and i don't know i don't know where you stand with all that and where where are you standing that with that now that uh now that we kind of are mostly at home
1: you know when i realized i had a problem with my phone i don't I, i guess i shouldn't say this isn't when i realized it because i've talked about it for a long time now on the podcast but um when it became really super apparent. Uh right. a couple do you remember what? Like a couple months ago, Katie and I did a little weekend getaway mm-hmm. to this um Oh yeah, and
0: you were checking in on work the whole time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yoga Retreat Center. And and I was checking in on work. I was trying to be a little bit mindful of it, but I was not being very good <laughs> at it. But you know, so we had this rule where like we weren't taking our phones with us outside of the room. Um and so we were trying to leave them in the room and uh and <laughs> Um, I found myself like when I was waiting for her or or something, you know, if we weren't in the room and I was just like, had a, had a second, I found myself reaching into my pocket and grabbing my little hotel room key pulling that out and looking at it because it's just like oh my God. yeah i mean it's just like totally <laughs> instinctual right. like something that's rectangle in my pocket i reach wow. in and i grab it and i pull it out and i'm like oh that's my room key and so i was like reading all the oh back of the text I'm like yeah it was like so bad and i mean it just became so apparent during that moment that like i've got a real addiction here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean it's something i've talked about for a long time because because I. I social media doesn't make me feel great. And, uh, I think probably a lot of people feel that way and, but we do it anyway. And, um, and I, and I know that, and I understand that, but at the same time, there are certain things I do like about Instagram, for example, um, or Facebook. Um, and, uh, and, and I, and I do, you know, get on there. Um, and so the, for me, it's been the balance of, uh, being able to use these tools in a way that give me some sort of pleasure uh, without having it go overboard and no longer make me feel good or I'm just spending so much time on it doing mindless stuff. Because, I, you know, I do think there's some, some good stuff that can come from these. So um, I've, I've, I, I do not have a solution. I've struggled with that for a long time. There's been rules about uh, the signing in. There's been rules where I don't have it on my phone, so I could only use it on my computer. Mm-hmm. Been rules about not doing social media like during certain hours. Right. Uh and I've tried all this stuff and I've had some sort of success with some of it. Apps usually come back on the on the phone, you know, sign-ins get logged in again. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's <laughs> like, um, you know, just kind of like I'll go through a stint where things are good and then uh and then have, have a problem, you know, and then and then I kind of forget about it. But what's been interesting about being home is um and well I mean I always work from home, but what's been interesting about the last few weeks is that um, I think because everything has moved digitally and meetings are now digital and my hangouts with friends, you know, we've been doing I've been doing a lot of board games with friends playing oh, yeah? virtual Catan and mm-hmm. virtual different, you know, different sort of games with with ticket friends. To ride? No ticket to ride.
0: Maybe that's what we've doing in my house.
1: Uh, I love that game.
0: It's good times. Except I got a uh, Xbox version. Not as fun.
1: Oh really? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I would imagine that. Um, Yeah, but like playing all these digital or virtual games where, you know, you're sharing a board on the computer screen and then also doing FaceTime on your phone or something like that. And uh, like you were saying with poker, like it's fun. It's a good way to pass some time and it's a good way to kind of, you know, check in with your friends, but it's like, it's not nearly as satisfying as if you were doing it in person. And what I'm finding is that, you know, I'll work in front of a computer all day And I'll go cook dinner and then I'll go socialize in front of a computer all night. And I'm just, I'm just in front of a computer all the time. And the second I get up and get away from it and go for a run or do an exercise or go play in the garden or, or in the yard. Um, like it just feels like a huge release to be away from a screen. And so it's almost like I'm hitting my saturation point where it's not just making me feel a little yucky, but like I just can't handle it anymore. (laughs) And, um, and that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing that that I'm realizing that, and I'm trying to be a lot more intentional intentional about not getting on screens when when I'm not doing something that requires a screen.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I'm dealing with exactly the same thing uh, with pretty much without the social media component. Although I am logging on to Holden's Instagram now to start checking new uh, followers <laughs> and all that. Which actually, it's I get. I mean, it's fun. I get. I understand the addiction of so <laughs> no, for sure. Um, but anyway, I. I have realized like you that like, I mean, just because it's really useful, digital technology, it digital versions have replaced the old versions of everything. Like I'm, I'm trying to do a whole lot of language learning during this time. I'm trying to do a little bit more chess playing during this time, but I'm doing them with digital because it's so much more efficient than having flashcards that I actually make by hand on real cards mm-hmm. uh, or review by hand. I mean, it's so uh, order of magnitude, more work and time and less efficient to do it that way than with the digital version. Same with chess playing. I mean, I can go through a book and actually do it on a board, but again, just the efficiency is completely lost when you're actually trying to learn something or get better at something. Uh, so I, I'm like you, like I'm I'm finding that I'm just spending the whole day on screens, except when I go out on the porch and listen to version. Like I said, even then, there's now a screen involved with that sometimes. Yeah, right. So they they enhance these things. Uh, I was gonna say before this that that I think the solution is like for social activities, socialization, let's keep that as completely non-digital as possible. Granted, right now, we don't have that option, we have to have to do it, but when this period is done, like, social activities are the ones that, it seems like digital versions do a very poor job of, of replicating, uh, with, with the exception of people who you can't get in touch with otherwise, but even then, you can you could call someone instead of, uh, which is digital, but you could call someone instead of doing social media. But as I was thinking about that, like, that, that wouldn't really do anything, because that's, that's more or less what I have. Granted, I text plenty of people now, But, like my what I'm viewing as my quality good hours when I'm learning something or working at something, those are still in front of screens because that's Mm. that's what that's the advantage screens give you now. And so it just ends up being so much of it. So I don't know. My working out, I I set up a nice kickboxing setup downstairs in the garage. That's in front of a screen now. It's in front of Nintendo Switch fitness boxing, and I just punch a real dummy (laughs) using with the game, and uh, it's fun. Makes me do something. Right. But not the same as going for a run with nothing and just, just being. Which I don't do that much because it's it's hard to do that and it's not that engaging, I guess, for me. But I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> when you take a break from it and you actually just go outside with nothing and you just bare feet in the grass, fooling around doing whatever, it's just it's just such a different experience from being on a screen. So yeah, I I, there's no answer, of course, but it's good to be mindful of it all, for sure.
1: Yeah, it is, and and more than just being mindful, I think. It's good to be intentional. Yeah, definitely, yeah.
0: definitely. But I just don't know how, right? Like, I, I, right. I can't give up. I'm not going to start making real flashcards for language learning. <laughs> I'm just not. Yeah. But right. like, I, I guess that means I need to do that, and I need to also say there's a time in my day when I should, you know, I guess a lot of the going outside goes along with doing nothing, and I don't know if that's the point or not. <laughs> But it seems like my t- I should have some doing nothing time that is non-screen.
1: Have you just realized what the point of being in nature is on that? <laughs> being with nature, kind of. <laughs> yes. Uh, nah, that's a good point. You're right. Can, can you tell your indoor soccer? <laughs> <point>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
0: I was going through my basement, or my garage, looking for something. I forget what it was. I found this time capsule that I made in the first grade that wasn't to be opened until. Uh, high school graduation, which I opened it at high school graduation. It was kind of a letdown because I had stared at it for 14 years and then finally opened it and it was just a bunch of pieces of paper that had dumb things written on them. But this, I was looking, my daughter was going through it and she said, You wanted to be a professional indoor soccer player when you up? And I was like, That is so perfect. Because I, I really like soccer, I really like sports, but it's just so funny that I wanted to do the indoor version of it even in first grade. <laughs>
1: Oh, that uh, you you shared that uh, the other day in in slack and I just I <laughs> cracked up so hard on that. It's like so perfect for you
0: <laughs> yeah I, I just cannot deny that I really do like indoor activities and learning stuff and being sheltered from elements, but uh, at the same time, I am recognizing that there is a reason to to do that stuff and that's that's the struggle right now. How do you do it?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> But but you know at the same time like I think uh, yeah I think that if you can fi- if you can be mindful especially right now when when schedules are out the window and routines and and everything that you've been doing for forever if you can if you can figure out how to be intentional and how to strike that balance of digital and non digital now when you are at home all the time mm-hmm. then. You know as long as you don't lose that once things start schedules start filling back up if you can feel if you can make those rules now and get in the habit of doing that now inside your house then that's only going to make it easier i think when when schedules start coming yeah. up because because it's when you're inside the house that you're probably spending the most time in front of screens at least most uh non kind of work time in front yeah of screens.
0: i think that's accurate i think that's for me that's particularly why i'm feeling so much more screen time now is because the out of house time is gone and the, at soccer practice time, you still might have a phone and check it now and then. But like, you don't—you're not staring at it the whole time. But right. when I'm trying to figure out what to do in the evenings, other than the moments where I'm having some nice, you know, deliberate time not to do that, that's—that's that's what you do: is you pick up your thing and figure out mm-hmm. what's on it. So <laughs> okay. yeah, totally. Uh, even more generally than that, I think major disruptions to our routine. I guess I guess you could argue that they're going to cause us to sort of resort to our addictions or lowest common denominator and it's not the time to try to change something but it is a big disruption in to, to a habit that was happening and mm-hmm. the way you were doing things. so like it's a change so it seems to me like if if this is something that you're noticing as a problem during a big disruption is is you know could be a time to try to create a new habit or address it or change some things and since, since things are changing anyway uh maybe you can be a little bit intentional about the way you're you're engineering your your time
1: i got one more example okay um you know, all the disc golf courses closed and uh, we're not supposed to play disc golf on, on the courses anymore in the parks. Okay. And um, someone told me about this disc golf game, yeah. <laughs> iPhone game. <laughs> and I found myself, uh, I, so I downloaded it and it's super fun. I found myself playing it all the time. And I, there was actually a moment when I started playing it when I was like, oh, this is good. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm spending way less time on social media because I'm playing this game and this is better. But then I found, realized that I was just playing that game you know, still just sitting in front of a screen playing a right, game of whole time. Right. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't know if this is really any better. And <laughs> what I realized was, wait a minute, I have a basket. I have all these discs. I have a pretty sizable yard. Like, there's a lot of drills I can be doing. There's a lot of putting. I could. There's a lot of kind of upshots I can be working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it's beautiful right now. Like, why am I sitting here, you know, moping about not being able to play real disc golf by playing virtual disc golf when I could actually be playing real disc golf even if it doesn't look quite the same as right. it did before. Right.
0: So what we need then and this is a good point to end on, is what we need is the perfect balance where the digital enhances it. You need some sort of VR situation where you put on goggles and you're staring (laughs) at the screen, but you're actually throwing the disc in your own yard in your own goal or basket, whatever it's called, hole. Uh But you see different scenery, like those running things, Uh. running through the whatever desert or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah. On a treadmill. Maybe that's Uh what we need. (laughs) Maybe, maybe maybe so. You know, I did did read an article the other day about um, how... VR has been struggling to take off mm-hmm. uh, But that they think that this is the this is gonna totally change that.
0: Oh Cuz now you can't travel you have to go via VR to wherever or whatever. yeah,
1: like like meetings and stuff like that because cause right. everybody's right You know or at conferences or whatever that you could attend the conference from your living room kind of thing But still mm-hmm. be a person and interact with people
0: Could we say this is a conspiracy this whole thing by one of those companies by <laughs> the VR industry? <laughs>
1: by, you know I don't think we should say that. I so saw a
0: 5G a... conspiracy. Have you heard that one? I have heard that one. There's a lot <laughs> I heard of that, conspiracy was, I heard that was a big big, big thing. Yeah. I mean, big <laughs> problem for YouTube and other people. But Anyway, let's not suck it into speculating on those things.
1: <laughs> no, because they are conspiracy theories <laughs> and not truth. <laughs> not reality. All right. Anyway. Good.
0: Well, this is fun. Hope people have gotten some value out of it. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. It was maybe good just t- entertainment.
1: but good to, uh, good to have you back on the podcast, Matt. Good to be talking. It's, but it's also been a lot of fun to uh, have... Julia and, and Matt Tolman on yeah, this, as well. Definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: definitely. Good. Okay. Well, hope everyone is well. hope everyone stays well. And uh, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. All right. All right. Thanks.